Is it a leap year this year? I don't know. We can find out. Okay, let's look into hey, it. Google. Is 2020 a leap year? Here is some information from the web that might possibly help. Yes or no, Google. HolidayInsights.com. They say leap day and leap year 2020, 2024, 2025. Yeah, it is. It is. Does that mean it's been eight years since our iconic leap year party? It has. In your in your uh, party room in your building. And we played leapfrog. We played. <laughs> And nobody else thought it was as funny or as cool as we did. No, we thought it well, was... Well, we didn't think it was cool. We knew it was dumb. Yeah, but we thought it was, like, going to be good. Like, because we set up. We had the party light going. You know, like... We had we, the strobe. We had the strobe. Like, we put in more effort into, like, that grade 10 party or whatever yeah. it must have been. And I think we had more fun with the strobe <laughs> before, before the yeah, party. before people showed up. Yeah. Than, yeah. than it ever was, you know? Yeah, turn off the lights. Get the did lights we buy going. a strobe? Did you have a strobe? Light? I feel like I had a strobe. I feel like you got for some something from like a reason. birthday or yeah, or like some you know? stupid Christmas gift. Yeah, because it wasn't like a re- it wasn't like a party strobe light. It was like a very small like yeah, <laughs> like for it, a corner of a room. It's like a trinket strobe light. Yeah, or like a bedroom strobe light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not meant for parties, leap or otherwise. <laughs> leap or otherwise. You know what? I think that's a good idea, though. Yeah, a leap you your know, party. A leap your party. You should host one. They have they, they celebrate the athleticism of worldwide of the world every four years. Why can't we celebrate the leapers? The leapers. <laughs> Not lepers. Very different. Stay from out lepers. of our parties. We're already so concerned about the coronavirus. I'm I'm, I'm are I you was scared? I was like a like a coronavirus denier for a minute. <laughs> like I was like, ah, whatever. It's Corona just Corona can't melt steel beams. <laughs> it's just <laughs> They're actors. <laughs> um because I was like, well, only old people and children are dying. And now That's what it seemed like. It's killing more. It's killing it's killing people. Seventy thousand are infected globally. I'm very scared. I'm, I'm of course you're scared. scared. Of I'm course you're scared. scared. I, there was a That's very on brand for you. Thank you. At the beginning I was I was scared. It was freaky. It was yeah. freaky deaky dude. Yeah. And then in the middle I'll say we're at the we're at present in the middle, before the after the beginning before yeah. the present. Okay. Um, yeah, a little it, more concern. Rising no, 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 concern. no, no, no. I it was peaceful. I felt like all the stories went away. Like I felt like we weren't we weren't talking about coronavirus. We weren't learning too much more about it. And then it, this yeah. week, everything's picked up again. Where like these cruise ships are on fire. You know, like yeah. Um, people in Italy and now people, more people in Canada are infected. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my Could God. Could you imagine being on that cruise ship? What You're like, nightmare. I'm having a nice Japanese cruise. There's going to be a, a Clint Eastwood movie about that cruise ship yeah, in three for years. Sure. For sure. Three years. All, mark my words. They were only allowed to come out for meals. They were all quarantined to their rooms. Every single person. Yikes. That's horrifying. 17 Canadians were on it. A Japanese man died. Oh. Yeah, it's sad. It it really is sad, and I'm so scared that I'm gonna get hurt. I'm so scared. They haven't claimed pandemic yet, though. No, but it's everywhere. Pandemic. It's not pandemic. But the worst part is, I mean, I guess it's been like a month since it started. So obviously, I didn't have it a month ago. But could I have it now? I got scared. I had a tickle in my throat a couple days ago. I'm sniffling. And (laughs) sniffling these days. And I was like, "Do I have flu-like symptoms?" My girlfriend actually had the flu. She actually had the coronavirus. She had my girlfriend uh, for a minute. My my long-distance girlfriend in Wuhan. Did I ever tell you about the kid that I met that had swine flu? Mm. 
It's, sorry, I'm drinking coffee. It sounds familiar, but tell me, I don't, I don't know what happened. There is a very skinny boy <laughs> that I met at a water park who's a friend. I think, I feel like I've told this story on the podcast before. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I'll give you the cliff notes version. <laughs> my friends, my mom's friend was at the water park with her son. Yeah. And it was like just after swine flu sort of passed, right? Um, we're no longer in the present. We're no longer in the middle. We're in okay, the past. We're in the past. Of swine yeah. flu. Before Ebola. Yeah, before Ebola. After the Black Plague. Exactly. There was swine flu. Yes. Thank you for the context. You're welcome. Um, so, and we were just chatting. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, my son, a couple weeks ago, he had swine flu. Oh, Jesus Christ. And when I looked at the kid, I was like. So scary. He looks like he <laughs> could have had swine flu. For sure. <laughs> looks the part. He's Look. got those. He's got those. He's uh, got the swine flu look. He's got SpongeBob arms. You know. Oh, I was going to talk to you about this. Uh, have you have you been watching Next in Fashion on Netflix? No, I have not. Well, come Should on, I be? Dan. It's so on I brand. Have never, for you. I haven't even heard Tan. this. Tan. Tan is in it. Oh, Tan. Tan France. That's oh, why. That's I, why I, I thought you'd be watching it. I've seen like a poster for whatever Tan's like ind- independent project was. Yeah. But I didn't know it was it's called that. It's really good. Yeah. It's like Top Chef, but for fashion. Like what? it's like established designers. Okay. That like. They're good names, but they're not big, huge, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one of them is Marco Marco, who's, like, he designs stuff for RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff like that. Okay. Anyways, fantastic. Fantastic Whoa. show. Whoa. It sounds like I want to check it out. I would love to be a designer. I want to learn how to make clothes so I can make clothes. Right? Wouldn't that be so cool? Like, I want to be, These like... These people are making corsets. In the last episode, I watched, Incredible. they made lingerie. Mm, hello. A tan. little tant- tantalizing. <laughs> No, I'd like to be able to like draw. Do you ever think of how Tan cried? Tan cried in the last episode. Oh my god, I hope he's okay. I didn't know that he's actually a designer. I thought he was just a stylist, but he's actually Me too. a designer. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, cool. which I never knew. That's that's interesting. The more you know about Tan France, huh? I want to have the skill where you know when you like see drawings um, that people make before they turn them into actual clothes. You know, like those like sketches, yeah. concept art. Yeah. And you're like, they're so pointy, and it doesn't look like the real clothes at all. Pointy. You know, like they're always like so stylized, and it's it's not like oh, you're actually yeah. like drawing what the clothes will look like. It's always like just like, it looks like somebody took it's crayons. Just an idea. And, yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, how do you? What's the skill to turn this bullshit picture that you just drew into real clothes that look awesome? Right. What happens in between? That's that's the mystery. Yeah, to but me. have you ever seen our storyboards? <laughs> it's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Same yeah, shit. Yeah, but like. But it's different because they're literally creating it stitch by stitch. I'm yeah yeah I'm like. If you're going to make these clothes, why are you drawing these pieces of drawings? Just like just <laughs> children's drawings, yeah. That are not super, like, realistic. Yeah, I feel that. But I always like them. They're very cool to look at. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What's new with you? What's new with me? Yeah. Um, What's new with you? I'm just scared about cr- the coronavirus. You're mostly just scared about corona. I mean, I'm sure this isn't a it's hot Rona take. It's Rona season. That's what that's what I like to say. It's not a hot take, but you have to assume Corona's really mad, right? Corona is like, not good branding for Corona. No. No. It's tough. Like, why? You know, it's, it's why a, is it called the coronavirus? It's all about those outside influences that we can't see that will affect our businesses, you know? Truly. We have to be ready for the disruption, and I don't think Corona is ready for the disruption. I don't think they were, yeah, I don't think they had no. the risk, uh, whatever, risk Risk report. Risk <laughs> pr- reports in place that a, that a crazy bat virus out of China <laughs> was going to come and they'd name it after their beer. Apparently they call it coronavirus because the virus looks like it has like a corona, like a sun. Oh, you could have called it the sun virus. 
Yeah, but that's like that kind of is like a fun the branding. virus. That's like the jewel of fucking viruses. <laughs> the kids want them. Like, <laughs> I want the sun. I want the sun. Um, what's new with me? I am on a cleanse. I'm on a marijuana what? cleanse. Oh, okay. Which means every moment of every day, I'm smoking marijuana. Oh, no, that's yeah. not true. I've haven't smoked marijuana all this week. That's amazing. Good for you. Yeah, Good and it's you. honestly changing my goddamn life. Is that why you're jeweling so much and have cigarettes over there too? I there's a single cigarette in oh. there, and you're that like was Aug- for Augustusing it. That was, no, <laughs> yeah, I take I it out pl- just I put to, it to my feel lips. death. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, that was for Roland Spliffs. <laughs> That's for somebody. That was. That's for, <laughs> I'm holding it for a friend. It's somebody left it here. You know, it's funny. I went to go <laughs> to go visit like kitchen, like back home, and my aunt, as I'm leaving, she's like, "You want some cigarettes?" I'm like, "No, I don't even smoke cigarettes." She's like, "Here, have a couple." I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna say no. Just say, just fill a pocket at least. Yeah, I won't feel good yeah. if you don't fill a pocket. She like took all the cigarettes out except for two. She like have these. She pulls a Tupperware out of her fridge, <laughs> yeah. opens it up, is full of cigarettes lined up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, and it honestly is changing my life. I redid my resume. Oh, wow. I've been editing a video, and this like, is all this is all because you were smoking marijuana that you haven't done any of this. Yeah, <laughs> did fuck all. Wow. Yeah. You heard it here f- first. I feel like it was taking over my life. I, I thought I, I, I was like, you know what? Let's mm-hmm. make a change. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm in therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to smoke marijuana. Let's do this. And it's been great. So marijuana is as bad as they say. I think um people are lying that you can do things on and do marijuana. I think so, too. I I can't do shit. Well, it, if it seemed to have derailed your life so much, I don't know why we're trying to legalize it. But... <laughs> Lock them up. Well, we got to lock let, them up. We, we got to have freedom, you know? We do have to have freedom. Freedom from friggin' druggies, am I right? Am okay, I Sam. Anything else new with you? <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything new with me. Honestly, I've been looking forward to connecting with you. Yeah. On this podcast, you know, resyncing up, you know, talking IRL. I mean, well, we couldn't have a real conversation because we wanted to save it for the podcast. Is that what you were saving? The marijuana cleanse? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Honestly, I'm quite happy with it. It's not, you know, that's there's not a lot of comedy there with that. No, but we, I, I'm, I'm just happy. And I honestly, I if you feel like you want to make a change in your life, stop smoking weed. Great. It'll help you. Well, thank you for the public service Well, when you go from smoking weed every single day. Yeah, which you probably shouldn't be. I was. I know, but you shouldn't be. And I'm not going to. Okay, good. What's the big... Uh, do you cough still? Yeah, I still smoke a jewel. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm still not doing good things for my You're body. holding the jewel in your, in your hand Dude, right I now. Dude, I fall asleep with this thing. What? I, I normally fall asleep with it in my hand. You fall asleep with your jewel? Yeah, it's like a teddy bear for me. No. That's not a, no word of a lie. That's the wussiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I really, I really am addicted. Incredibly <laughs> so. And especially now that I'm not smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm just puffing. Wow. Well, I'm sure Big Tobacco's really happy about that. They love me. Yeah. I'm a yeah. fucking cash cow for them. That's good. Well, how many, how many, uh, Vanilla packs? Do you go through? Like how how quickly? I go through four pods a week. Four pods a week. That's not. I, I don't think that's too many. Okay. I don't know what that means. How many? Like, what's a pack of cigarettes versus a pod? Um. So there's two and a half packs of <laughs> worth of nicotine in a pod. Okay. 
Yeah. That's that. So you go through... Sorry. Two That's and how half, addicted I am. Two and a half times four. You go through 10 packs worth of nicotine per week. Correct. Yes. But as long as it's Orange Crush, it's okay. It's not Orange Crush. It's vanilla. I'm sorry. But they're, they're, we all know they're ceasing the flavored. <laughs> yes, they are. So now let's go back to gross flavors like root beer float and and berry bonanza. Gold leaf tobacco. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be oh, gold really? leaf tobacco Ugh. and Virginia tobacco. Ew. Who wants Virginia tobacco? Not the kids. Yeah, I'd like Not the, the kids. So I'd that's like, going to take it away. I'd like the tobacco that rolls around a Walmart in a wheelchair. Yeah, isn't that disgusting though? So I'm going to have to get used to that because I, it's really bad, Dan. What the tobacco flavors one? No, I haven't had them. Oh, okay. But you, I'm just I'm saying my addiction my addiction <laughs> to to Jewel yeah is so intense to nicotine is so intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get paranoid if I don't have it. I get incredibly irritable. Woo! <laughs> yeah, this is great comedy, huh? <laughs> what are you addicted to? What would you say you have an addiction balloons. to? I'm addicted to balloons. TD six. <laughs> I know I'm addicted. I but got why TD6? TD5 is so good. TD5, guys, straight up. If guys, if you don't know about Balloons, our podcast. it's an app. It's a, We should get that. How, how funny would that be? I would lose my mind. That's like. When are we going to con a fucking company to, to pay us? Shit? I don't know. Maybe when we stop talking about the coronavirus and smoking, stopping smoking weed, but smoking jewels. I don't know. <laughs> this is the biggest, like, this is the biggest basement podcast ever. Yeah. Two white guys talking about smoking jewels in a basement. Smoking shit. Yeah. No, no, no. But I am addicted to Balloons TD6. I love Balloons TD5. And if you don't know, Balloons is a tower defense game, TD standing for tower yeah. defense. And it is with monkeys. It used to be a flash game. Now yes, now. You might have, you might know it from your days in middle school playing it on a computer. Playing it on mini clip. On miniclip.com. Yeah. Straight up miniclip.com. Sponsor us as well. Big fans. The one where you have to draw the ice and Santa sli- slides down That's it. That's such an amazing so game. So good. It's, it's one where of you, the best. Where you go where you cut the ice. Yeah. And then the guy slides into your boat, the Inca- Viking boat. Oh, even better. Yellowbeard? Remember Yellowbeard? I, I don't know what that game is. Okay, anyway. I thought that's what, that was the game that you were talking about. Maybe. I'm thinking of two separate games. Oh. Anyway, but balloons, nonetheless, balloons. cream of the freaking crop. Yeah. Um, so you have monkeys, and they pop balloons, and it's a, and they have different towers, and you level them up. And TD5, while it does have some ads, no, it doesn't have ads. It doesn't have ads, because you, you have to p- buy it. You have to buy it. It doesn't have ads. There is some gamification in it, okay? Like, it's annoying, but you can, like, buy packs and, like, unlock things. But generally, yeah. you are able but to But you can fully play the game without it. Exactly. That's and, what, that and enjoy the, it. And enjoy fully. it. And there's great stuff to keep you re-engaged, right? There's, like, new levels that come out daily, yeah. like, daily challenges. Good, good stuff. I, out of curiosity, and straight up curiosity, killed this cat. This <laughs> cool cat. Okay. I got TD6, the updated one, and it is such an iPhone game. It is <laughs> such, like, a... Um, uh, like a modern iPhone game. Yeah. Um, Does it have a, like a fake currency? It has a fake shit? currency. You, it doesn't even have any of like the daily challenges or anything in it. Um, it's so hard to unlock everything. I haven't even unlocked everything yet. And I play it literally oh. nonstop all the time. Um, I, I was playing it for like four hours a day. Like I, I <laughs> wouldn't stop. 
And I know. And you say I, I don't. Re- I'm not really like a video game guy. Hey, well, if, if you're talking balloons, I'm the biggest video game. I might be their number one fan. But like the thing is with this game is that like I know I'm addicted, and I know how it's addicting me. Like I know that because addicting I can't unlock me. everything. I like addict as a verb. <laughs> addicting me. I know that because I can't unlock everything. I I just want to get it more and more. And I know it's like all the sounds are like up to like eleven. Like everything has different yeah. sounds, and like everything's flashing in front of me. Unlike TD5, which is just a normal kind of like. 2012 style like yeah maybe 2014 style iphone game candy crush pizzazz that's that's you know td5 is joins the ranks of you know 2048 um the one where's my water you know like those games where's my water temple run you know temple run one yeah cut the rope cut the rope is a good one great one but you know those classic those classic games before we got into this nonsense world where it's like clash of towers or whatever you know like yeah poop mcgee the video game yeah and yeah, not a big fan of TD6, but like I play it nonstop. So it's got you hooked. I'm straight up addicted. I am addicted yeah. to that. You yeah. know, I was addicted to Risk on the phone for a long time. Yeah, I got into that. You got me into that, and I played Did it all play the time. It? Did we play? We it? didn't play it together. You got, you like told me about it, then I got into it separately, and oh, now I'm really? kind of over it a little bit. But Bloons, I've been over it. I haven't played it. In a Balloons has stuck with me. Balloons has stuck with me. But the thing about Risk, it's like a friend you haven't seen in a while. You know, that's true. It's like you pop back in and you're right back into where you used to be. Okay. I swear to we got to get into this podcast. Now we're just talking about balloons. We talked, you know, we got kind of enjo- I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying it. You're I, okay. Well, maybe we can keep, let's, get, <laughs> let's just get into it. Welcome back to Jamadi Jamadi Jamadi, your one-stop, fully academic encyclopedic source for all things Paul Giamatti. I'm your host, Sam. And I am your host, Dan. And uh, welcome to the show. We're back for another episode, episode, episode 51. 51. How exciting. Duplicity. Duplicity. We'll get into that in just a hot minute. But if you don't know what the show is about, let me tell you. Let me break it down for you. Let me, let, 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 let me mansplain it to all you... Uh, We're watching every goddamn <laughs> thing Paul Giamatti's ever been in. Every goddamn thing. <laughs> well, I'll be. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're watching everything that Paul Giamatti's ever been in. We start at the very beginning of his IMDb uh, filmography, and we're in 2009 yes. today talking about duplicity. But before we get into that, before we get, before into, we get into that, and before we get into this, <laughs> but the story doesn't start there. <laughs> today, we're going to talk to you about some of the things that Paul Giamatti has been up to in a segment we like to call... Paul, Paul what? what? Oh, okay. Watch out, little bitch. Watch out, watch out. Watch out, little bitch. Watch out, little bitch. Hey, watch out, little bitch. You get it, man. 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 You get it, rich. You get it, man. You get it, rich. Watch out, little hoe. Okay, Paul Sam. Watch. What has Paul been up to? You did some recon this week to, to let us know what he's been doing. I had my antennas out. I had my feelers. <laughs> I, had my, I had my Google alerts on. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> recently, Howard Stern. Oh yes, the We've man heard, behind heard, the radio. Heard of him? The man behind the radio show, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. Okay, yes. On Sirius XM. Ooh. Uh, he recently said that he thinks Paul was snubbed at the Oscars for his performance in Private Parts. Of course, you would think that he made that movie. Well, and he also jerked off on it. I feel like Howard Stern's all about that. Yeah. Was he, he even nominated? Big, no, he was not nominated. No. 
This is, this is pie in the sky from I'm Howard sure, Stern. I'm pretty sure it was nominated for a Golden Globe or something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It People was liked a, it. It was critically, it was well received. It was his breakthrough role so, as so, cited so, so on Wikipedia. <laughs> it was his breakthrough. <laughs> it was his break, Justin Thoreau. <laughs> no, as cited on Wikipedia, it is, it, it's his breakthrough role in private parts as the private part as, as Howard Stern as private part, part. <laughs> as private part aye aye captain oh no it was private life wasn't it the the Paul oh, Giamatti movie is that what movie? he said did he say pri- so there's two Paul Giamatti movies the one Howard Stern made was private parts where he played the in WNBC right. executive. I, I was thinking he was talking about Private Life. Which came out last year. Yeah, but he's actually talking about his own movie. Yeah. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote this and didn't put any of this together. Okay, well, let's see if the recon gets any stronger with the next point, Sam. <laughs> I don't think he should have got an Oscar for Private Parts. I don't think so either. That doesn't feel I right. thought he was talking about Private Life. Fuck. Okay, whatever. Me too. Well, no, I didn't. I I knew correctly as this podcast is record. I of. feel like Howard Stern was was having a laugh. There's, there's no way. You think? I think so. All right, uh, Paul's. We already know this, but the second half of Rick and Morty, the second se- uh, second half of season four, is coming out. Yeah, is season four, or season three, season four. I think. Yeah, season four. Paul's going to be in it. Great. We're waiting for that. Begins at the beginning of March. Um, Paul has nothing to do. This has nothing to do with Paul. But I thought the movie. Oh, this is you. I I added one here to it as well in into the notes. Okay, so this has nothing to do with Paul Giamatti. You but can't find any winners eclipse. Yeah, I I thought the Movie Guide Awards for 2020 they did happen like a month ago. It's like January 23rd. If you don't remember, the Movie Guide Awards are a Christian. They're, Christian. they're yeah. a Christian movie award show sponsored by the Hallmark Channel, and they um they they award a film called the Faith and Freedom Award. Mm-hmm. That I forget what movie Paul was in that won it uh, a long John time Adams. ago. John Adams was nominated and won something, but there was another movie even before that. Oh, okay. However, I wanted to see. I wanted to update you all on what what's been happening with the Movie Guide Awards. You know, like what's what's happening with this Christian movie show. And I don't know. There's you can't find anything. The winners are not listed on their website. There's one red carpet video that I found that gives you no information. It's one minute and there? one second long. Well, it looks like it's a whole ordeal, and I think it was, uh, I think it was um, televised, televised on the Hallmark Channel. Oh shit! But I can't find anything about it. That's so, wild. I don't know what's happening, what conspiracy is taking place here, but um, when I know more, I'll let you know. Hallmark made a movie in Huntsville, where I used to live. Yeah, Huntsville, Ontario. Yeah, it was one of those like Christmas, like you know how they're just like pumping out Christmas movies these mm-hmm, days, mm-hmm. which I think is such a shame, but nonetheless. Yeah. Um. Because they're all shit now. This podcast is a proud sponsor of the War on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, on the front lines. All I'm saying is that in that Hallmark movie, you can see in the background that it says Huntsville. Oh, really? Yeah, which is really dumb. It's not supposed to be set in Huntsville. No. It's supposed to be set I would somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants that set in Huntsville. <laughs> can I also talk to you about one more thing that's been interesting me recently in the movies? About um, This isn't about Paul Giamatti either, but it's kind of... It's about Parasite? Because that's all I want to talk about. You want to talk about Parasite? The director's name Bong, <laughs> idiot. Um, that's so rude. Bong <laughs> Joon Ho is a great director and now a winner of the uh, Academy Award. <laughs> best foreign language film, best director, best picture, best what else? 
do you want to hear my impression of film Twitter? Yeah, sure. Um, we love Bong Joon Ho. Um, Joker will incite mass violence. Um, why wasn't Greta Gerwig nominated for an Academy Award? Um, Joaquin Phoenix is too vegan. Um, <laughs> is he vegan? Green Book was bad. Um, <laughs> I didn't mind Green Book, but I understand. The white saviorism is not great. You know. But I get it, love it, and want it. <laughs> Wait, green I actually, book, white saviors, or the criticism? I want to be a white savior. <laughs> is it too much to ask? It's too much to ask to be a white save savior. A, <laughs> save a couple of people who are less off than me. <laughs> is it too much to ask these days? He was gay and black. <laughs> he was saving him on both fronts. Combo. The combo platter. Moonlight walked so that Green Book could run <laughs> as movies centered around gay black men, both as Mahershala Ali. <laughs> oh God, that's a, that's a hot uh, take that I've not heard yet. That was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. That was pretty good. Um, no, what I wanted to talk about is: Have you seen the trailer for Call of the Wild, which is a movie starring Harrison Ford and a CGI dog? I saw that it's a movie. I haven't seen the trailer yet, though. It looks so bad. It's it looks in bad. Theaters it's now. like an ensemble movie, right? Got no idea. It looks like it's Harrison Ford and a CGI dog. It's based on a literary novel that nobody's read um, except probably old people. I don't know. Was it Call of the Wild? Isn't that that movie with the the guy who goes to Alaska and dies in a school bus? What's that movie? You know what I'm talking about? No, I got no idea. Okay, well, we'll just walk past it. Okay, anyway, uh, I, I hope Harrison Ford doesn't die in a school bus in this movie. Anyway, it looks like a it looks like a feel-good, you know, kids movie. It's a family movie. That's why I didn't bother watching the trailer. But it looks awful. The dog looks horrible. And, and now I found out more information as to why. So the dog is motion-captured. Oh. So there's they a mo-capped a dog, or they it's a human It's a human a playing the dog. And now, more interestingly, is that humans a really talented guy named um, Terry, Terry something, but he, but he did um, the mocap for um, um, the Bad Ape in War oh, of the Planet okay. of the Apes. I was going to ask, is very talented mocap actor, and he was also in a fantastic movie called um, um, Jungle Book. <laughs> he played Baloo in Jungle Book. <laughs> no, um, it was oh in a movie called The Square. It's a foreign film. It was nominated for an Oscar a couple years ago, but it's it's very funny. It's a really really good movie, and he has like a very icon- he's an incredible actor. Okay. He does seem a little bit weird though. I was found an interview because I-, I wanted to see them interacting, and I heard there was a video floating around of like Harrison Ford interacting with him in As vocab. The do- okay, yeah. And I couldn't find it, but I did find this interview, and I did think it was a little weird. And you can cut this if this is not interesting, but to me, this movie. But this movie has been fascinating to me. Okay. A movie that I will never watch. Yeah. Here we go. Here's a, here's uh, Terry talking about being the dog to Harrison Ford. I think there's no better moment than Harrison Ford scratching your ears like he's oh, a yeah. real life dog. I know. It was cool. I mean, we um, he was my owner for a couple months, yeah. and we believed it. I was his dog. Yeah. I mean, how, you're like, hi, Harrison Ford. I'm going to be your dog for the next few months. Yeah. That's how we introduced ourselves. Yeah. We said, okay, I'm going to treat you like a dog. And he patted me on the head. Yeah. And we just carried on from there. You're like on <laughs> oh, all fours. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Why would Harrison Ford do this? This is so like he doesn't need to do that. Who tricked Harrison Ford into doing this role? That's that's the. I would no. I'm not gonna. I would pay nobody to find that out. But I, I want to know. If we've learned anything from following the career of the storied actor Paul Giamatti, yeah. Sometimes you take a role for the paycheck. I don't get it. Man. You know, family movies they pay a lot. Yeah, but and because they make a lot. But how was this movie pitched to get Harrison Ford and this like I like because the kids have seen him, guy the kids have seen Harrison Ford in Force Awakens now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's reinvigorated. And spoiler spoiler alert: The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Special cameo at the end there. That was my most hated film ben, last year. Ben, <laughs> I forgive you, Ben. <laughs> it's let's just stand on this thing and this on this rainy. So bad. Ledge. You know As it was cool though son. when she flipped over the Tie Fighter. Yo, you want to know what's cool though? You want know cool though when Emperor when Palpatine she... uh, raises his hands and a million Star Destroyers come out of the freaking ground. <laughs> and when he's got cataracts. Yo, uh, do you want to know what's cool about Reza Skywalker when uh, all the horses run across a Star Destroyer? <laughs> Ever since I was a little kid, I was like, could a horse go on a Star Destroyer and would it even survive if they're in space? But then they made it in the atmosphere so they could survive, and it was very cool. All I'm saying is, where was Benicio del Toro? <laughs> All I'm saying is like, uh, they like where was Maz Kanata during the whole battle at the end of the Rise of Skywalker? Um, All I'm saying is, how come Mark Hamill wasn't playing the Joker in it? Because <laughs> um, he is a real Joker. <laughs> Mark Hamill, how many pranks did you pull on set, bro? <laughs> You're a real Joker. Oh my god! Oh my god! Hey, don't you think it's like absolutely fucking bullshit that Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix and Heath Ledger can win Academy Awards for their portrayal of the Joker, but Mark Hamill cannot even get a freaking bone? <laughs> he took the role to new heights. He took the role, and that's been Paul Watch. Watch out, little bitch! Watch out, little bitch! Watch out, little bitch! I feel like Freddie Mercury. Hey, my mic is so high. You get it, man. <laughs> Beautiful. Your mic is so tall. I like you it. Extended the full I, way. I feel so powerful. Um, okay, I'm not so. craning my neck for anyone. Oh no. Let's get into this movie. I'm excited to talk to you about duplicity. Double city. Let's go. Double city. Which brings us to Paul at the movie. Which brings us to another bumper. <laughs> Fuck. Just get it like, you know, get people excited by ramping up them yeah. levels. Yeah. Where are them levels at? R.I.P. headphone users. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this movie was directed and written by Tony, Tony Gilroy. Gilroy. And I love that last name, that's a Gilroy. Good, I don't. I don't like how last names end <laughs> on Y. They look ugly to me. No offense to Tony. But he has double Y. Tony Gill. Tony Gilroy. If it was T-O-N-I, Gill, now that's a good name. Tony, Tony Gill. Gill. That's, pretty, that's pretty good. Pretty name. solid one. Known for writing the Bourne movies, Rogue One. And I think he also did the reshoots on Rogue One. He's like the uncredited director who who, oh, yeah. who saved in a finger quotation marks the movie and the matt damon hit the great wall <laughs> oh, great great sarcasm there um paul however uh who is paul in the movie sam you let me know god damn it paul played dick 
Dick Garsick. Dick Garsick. Also known as Richard. Uh, and he's the CEO of the New York company called Equicrom, which okay. I think they're trying to make a, gr- a joke that like companies are named really stupid shit. Like Equi- Yeah, Equicrom like is really Equicrom. hard to say. Like it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it sounds like Equifax. It's not from anywhere. Okay. And his character is hellbent on stealing secret shampoo product secrets <laughs> from Equicrom's rival company, Burnett and Ran- Burkett and Randall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Tom Wilkinson is the CEO. Yeah. In that movie. Yeah. Or in this movie. And he was also in Michael Clayton. Okay. Which Tony Gilroy also directed, and that was nominated for Oscars. Dude, you are full of smarts. Yeah, I know some things about Tony Gilroy. I read the IMDb three times. Okay, so this movie, and we'll get into what this movie's about. It's kind of like it's like a comedy, thriller, spy comedy kind of film, espionage, spy heist. heist. Movie. Musical. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'd be incredible if it was a musical. Um, but um, we'll get so it has lots of twists and turns, and so we'll uncover that as we get into the plot a little bit. But basically, it had an estimated budget of sixty million dollars. It grossed just under eighty million dollars worldwide. So, uh, <laughs> could you say flip flop? I would say eh, it's a bit of a flop. It's a bit of a flop. With stars like that, that's not the but return Julia, you yeah, want to see. Julia Roberts and Clive Owen. Julia Roberts is hot stuff. Um, she was nominated she, for a Golden Globe. Oh my God, was she for her part in this movie? Yeah, I mean that's what it says. Yeah, the answer is yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Roger Ebert reviewed this movie, giving it three out of four stars, a, a solid seventy-five um, percent. And uh, he said the le- the the leads, uh, Julia and Clive Owen, generate fierce electricity and duplicity. But we and they don't know if it's romantic. Or wicked. He also said that uh, Julia Roberts was not like utilized well because she's not likable in the movie, and she said that's his, that's her biggest strength, is her likability, which I have to agree. Yeah, I didn't think she was that likable either. She's kind of a jerk. Both of them were. I, I didn't like anybody in this movie. I, I didn't mind Clive Owen. Oh, okay, okay. But that's just because I like Clive Owen. Well, like his, he was a smooth talker. He's the swinging dick, you know, of the he's movie. He's a very strong jaw. Very strong jaw. So for trivia here, um, IMDb didn't have a lot of trivia. Um, I wish I was around when this movie came out because it feels like it should be huge, but there wasn't a whole lot of stuff like interviews and stuff on YouTube available. No. And also there wasn't a lot of trivia, so I, I, I'm kind of feeling like maybe it wasn't uh, very heavily promoted. It feels like it should have printed money, to be quite honest with you. It's, it was very stylistic. Julia, yeah, very yeah. stylistic. Julia Roberts. It has like comedy elements in it. I feel like people just didn't know like what the movie was, which is fair. It's very heisty and Ocean's Eleven-y with like Julia pre, Roberts is it herself. Is Ocean, Ocean's no, Eleven? no, no. no. Ocean's Eleven was early 2000s. So it's kind of an already been there, done that. Definitely, you know? definitely ripping it off. Yeah. Um, especially the music. The music is especially like, especially you're music. like, we get it. Yeah. We get it. You've heard Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Um, anyway. More fun, but also slightly serious. But they added a harpsichord to the sound here. You know, they did <laughs> oh, like did one they? up. They added I like a harpsichord. harpsichord. Hold on, I'll play you some of it in just a hot second. So a piece of trivia that I found from IMDb, and I want to say it's from IMDb. It's not my trivia because I don't think it's good. So it said, despite all the plot twists, Duplicity was shot in less than 80 days. <laughs> What? That's not trivia. <laughs> no. I mean, technically that's trivia, but that's not good trivia. <laughs> no. Despite... What are you talking about? Is it spinal the plot twist? Well, that makes it harder to shoot, Dan. That's what you don't get. That's just <laughs> what, what you you're mean? not understanding. It was shot in less than 80 days. Also, you got to twist around the plot. Was it shot in 80 days? That feels like a long time. 
Maybe. That's under. That's just under three months of shooting. I mean, you can travel the world in 80 days and shoot duplicity. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. Um, I do want to let you hear some of this music, though. You told me to clip it. I did. And, because um, it's ridiculous. I think it kind of ruined a bit of the movie for me, to be honest. Okay, let me play it, and then we can talk over it. Here we go. <clears throat> Hear that slap and guitar, oh, bass and guitar. Did you know this is a fun spy film? Because now you do. Ooh. Okay, ready for this harpsichord? I think it's coming in soon. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't heard this yet. Like this. It's like an electronic harpsichord. Yeah, electronic. So yeah, doing this like, is very, this is very Ocean's Eleven. It's all like Ocean's Eleven-y, and they added that weird... I see sliding diptych shots. Yeah. You know? Like, what's this? Also, during this, what I like, though, is that also um, Paul Giamatti during this music. This is like the opening music of yeah, the, this of the is, film. Yeah, this is, yeah, the theme. They're it's called like, War. Yeah, they're meeting each other. It's called War? Wait. Is that not what Caesar Flickerman's song is called, Yeah, too? it is. Sorry, keep going. Um, what I really liked about this opening scene is that it's Paul in slow motion, and I never knew that I needed Paul in slow motion, but yeah. I really did. And they were fighting. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Him and His Tom jowls are really going in the that scene. Yeah, they were really like, you know. He fights Tom Wilkinson. And he, Tom Wilkinson's a big guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paul? How, how's Paul, though, on the big scale? Oh, wait, we don't do that anymore. On Oh. <laughs> We don't talk about Paul's weight here, okay? But Tom Wilkinson, he's fat a, little fuck. No, he's tall. He's a little porker. I meant he's tall. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, that's the music. Um, Disappointing. Th- yeah, what are your thoughts overall on this movie? Like, hot take at the beginning here. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I, I thought it was entertaining. I okay. was entertained. I but, was, I like, I'm not, I'm not leaving with anything from the movie. You know what I mean? I was pretty And ultimately, mad. like... We'll get to the ending. I yep. thought it was disappointing. Yes, but, for sure. Um, I think they were trying to do something a little different with the ending, but it just didn't pan out. But we'll talk about it later. But ultimately, I was entertained, but it's not something I think people need to watch. Yeah. It, so I uh, meant to watch this movie last night, and I fell asleep and woke up at midnight realizing that I was recording with you bright and early this morning. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, fuck. I got to <laughs> watch this movie now that it's 12.15. And it's a two-hour movie, and I did, and it wasn't. It was entertaining. It was. It was entertaining. It was fun enough to watch. I thought the writing was pretty good. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I think I liked it. Will I ever watch it again? No. No. But it's not bad. Just go watch Ocean's Eleven. I I just think it was pretty mad. I didn't. It didn't. It's not memorable in any way. I felt very confused for a lot of it, which I couldn't tell if that was like me at. Like one o'clock in the morning, or if it was, um, uh, the movie. I felt the same I way. I was movie. like, "Am I not paying attention?" I was paying enough attention. Yeah, I was as well. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so so the movie starts with uh, Ray, Clive Owen. Yes. Um. And Claire, Julia Roberts. After at- Paul fights in slow motion. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> at an Independence Day party in Dubai, so he's an MI6 agent and does not know that she is a CIA officer. Uh, he attempts to seduce her, but she sexes him, drugs him, and steals his classified documents. And don't you hate it when that happens ah, to you? That old romp. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, like, it's 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 okay. Isn't it sad when, uh, like how or isn't it sad how like spies can just like, like drug you and 
fuck you and it's like okay because they're spies yeah, and they're allowed but like bill cosby tries to do it <laughs> and he gets jail <laughs> but they're like helping the world he's just like ruining it yeah, like what <laughs> like what's the difference those those women didn't have state secret classified documents they weren't at an independence day party in dubai <laughs> he's like ruining everybody's lives and our memories of a hit family sitcom <laughs> yeah yeah. Anyway, we don't support Bill Cosby here on the podcast. No. Harvey Weinstein. But Kevin Spacey. <laughs> no, we we say no to them all. Didn't we get a good Kevin Spacey clip from the last from the last movie? We did, I think. From the last movie. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. From or like a couple movies ago. From Fred Claus? No, there no there was like one where somebody mentions Kevin's oh, like Kevin you, Spacey's yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Oh. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof. Oh yeah, that's from Cold Souls. Oof, yeah, Kevin <laughs> Spacey. Um, um, but anyway, so so this movie actually, I was I was surprised that like Paul has become so famous now that he's like we, we we've seen him work with like everybody. He yeah, worked second with, time on screen with Julie Roberts. Now. With Julie Roberts, he worked with Clive Owen and Shoot 'Em Up. Yeah, he worked with Tom Wilkinson in a couple movies now, but also like John what did Adams. He work with Tom Wilkinson. Oh, John Adams. John Adams. He was in John Adams together. <gasps> he's uh, Benjamin Franklin. Is he? No. He might be. He might be. It might be Benjamin Franklin. I think it is Benjamin Franklin. He also might be. Yeah, it is. He is Benjamin. Franklin. Okay, there we yeah. go. So anyway, I was surprised that Paul has like worked with like everybody in this movie. I, I was like kind of blown away. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, because um, he's an actor's actor. Mm-hmm. Also, a quick side note. Yeah, man. That they share the screen together. Hit it up. Um, Julia Roberts has such a tiny waist. <laughs> Did you notice that, or was I alone in that? So I tried, when I was clipping this movie, this is relevant to this a little bit. Yeah. Um, as I was clipping this movie, my computer froze as the camera was panning across her bosom, and oh. I felt awkward. Um, yeah. But yeah, she does have a tiny waist. Super tiny. Yeah. And a very, very flat belly. <laughs> I, I didn't notice any of this. I'm sorry. You didn't? No, I didn't notice the flat Julia belly. Julia Roberts was on mean? the screen. She was wearing this tight beige dress. Mm. And her bosom was b- bumping, a bumping bosom. And her waist was so tiny, and her her belly was so flat. And she's had babies. She she has had babies before. Yeah, yeah. And her tummy is that flat. She just bounced right back. Oh my god! What is her secret? <laughs> also, how many times has Paul played a CEO now? Many times, many times. He's played a CEO of private parts. Yeah, which he was snubbed for. <laughs> he he played it in this movie yep. what was the other movie that he played i think it's three times that he's played a ceo so far i don't know off the top of my head but it feels like paul oh in that one movie where he goes crazy duets duets yes 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 you're, right, like, you're right he's like a business guy business guy um but yeah he is being like he's a very businessy type of actor it's he one plays of his it really like well. it's one of his what do you call it because he can get angry as a business actor you what, know not calling cards but it's like it's like his go-to role yeah i know it makes sense yeah he like fits the type yeah. But in this movie, he had some different glasses on. Do you notice that? Switch it up yeah, a little bit. He had some different glasses. Some um, thick rims. <laughs> so what happens next is uh, three years later, uh, Clive and Julia meet again in Rome, and they quickly have a three-day sex bender, uh, much to the chagrin of the Italian hotel manager and staff. <laughs> is what? that is that what happens? Yeah. No, they, then the next part is um, Clive Owens in New York. No, no. Oh, I, this is how it's broken down on Wikipedia, okay? I'm breaking They're it down chronologically. They're doing it, like, strangely chronologically. But in the movie, they, they jump back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. for the ease of explaining this movie... That's fair. Okay. I'm breaking it down chronologically. 
Um, but everything will be accounted for. We'll be able to talk about everything, Sam. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they meet in Rome. They meet in Rome. They have a three-day sex bender. And then they think uh, about leaving their government jobs to work in the private sector. And they could use their secret agent skills to become rich and live a beautiful life together. You know, like, oh, why can't we stay in Rome in this beautiful hotel all the time? Yeah. They're going to hoodwink these these corporations. These corporations. They're going to yeah. play them like a f- fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I don't know if you have anything to say here. We're getting into the. This is like all the setup, right? Yeah. This is like um. The, and the, it's bouncing back and forth. So like, this is a tricky spy movie. It'll show so you some a stuff, lot of, yeah. and then you don't really know what's kind of. You kind of don't know what's happening. You have an idea, and then it'll go back, and they they explain it for you. So there's a lot of context we got to catch you up on. I did like the interplay between them. It got a little old mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because. They're, the thing is, is like they both don't trust each other, but they love each other. Because they're spies, right? They don't know because if they're, they're being spies. played by the other one. Yeah. Yeah. They're both waiting to be hoodwinked. But also at the, the same time, they're also performing because we meet them doing this job here. And so we don't know what the relationship is like, too. So it's like two different levels of deceit uh, to the audience and between them. And it was confusing yeah. for me. Did you clip the lines that they keep repeating over and over again? Not no. really, no. They'll, so they keep repeating this thing of like, Oh, where have I seen you before? Do yeah. I know you? And she pretends that she doesn't know him, which I thought was cool at first. Then they do it, like when they did it a second time. Yeah, because you're like, they do what it is a third happening? time? And they do it a fourth time. Yeah, and they do it a fifth time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I get it. I but I know what they're saying. I did. I enjoyed their interplay mm-hmm. at first, but it's played out. Yeah, yeah, it's a little played out. Um. So despite okay, so this is where it gets interesting. Okay, this is where the plot really took off for me. Um, despite wanting to get into the double crust pizza market, mm-hmm. Clive Owen takes a position because in they have they're trying to find companies to work for. Exactly, he takes a position in intelligence at Equicrom after Julia Roberts takes a counterintelligence position at Burkett and Randall, both rival banks. So he will act as a handler to Claire as they pl- as they plan to play both sides of this bank feud. Yeah. So they're worming their way in on each side. They're yeah. like being tricky. They're playing everybody, and hopefully they'll walk away with millions. So she's playing a double agent. Yeah. And he's like, they're like, it's like the triple. What do you call that? Triple cross. Triple cross. They're triple crossing some important people. They say. Yeah. And Which is, is fun. It's an interesting. It's an interesting way to go about it. Yeah, but this is where it gets so confusing. Uh, but but I, what I want to hit on right now is is this thing about the pizza. So I was really intrigued by this pizza plot line. And it's like it's the flaky crust, flaky buttery crust. I didn't, What's there to understand, Dan? I understand that it's I think played for comedy, but when I was watching it last night, I thought it was going to be important. I really thought oh. this pizza thing was going to pay off because they keep mentioning pizza everywhere. It's not just like a one kind of joke between like you know he was thinking about pizza and then they go into, go into the banks. Yeah. People keep bringing up pizza. They're at the bowling keep, alley. Pizza. Pizza. The team's going out for lunch. Pizza. Pizza, 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 pizza. So as this movie was gearing up, I was like, there's going to be a frozen pizza twist happening. I think it's supposed to sort of be like a foreshadow that this guy's kind of like dumb. He's like not the smartest? Yeah. I thought maybe we'll, once we get into the twist, I'll tell you what I thought was going to happen. But I thought okay. there was going to be a frozen pizza reveal, and there was not. And I was disappointed. Imagine if that's the secret. Like, that was the, the secret formula. That's what I was thinking. Oh, or like I see. Or, something around okay. the frozen... Or, like, or like this whole time that they've been doing this, they've also been playing, like, the frozen pizza thing, you know? And then they right. were, like... 
this blew up on purpose so that it could walk away with the frozen pizza money. I don't know what I was thinking. That could be really fun and quirky if it was like they find out the secret formula and it's like they're coming out with an even flakier buttery crust. Like Like we didn't know that that pizza company is owned by the bank, you know, like. Yeah, or like they're putting something in the pizza to make it addictive or some bullshit. They just talk about pizza so much in this movie. Let me play you some of this pizza stuff. We love a good food clip on this podcast. Because it's literally nonstop. Okay, so um, where do we start here? Um, (laughs) Which pizza clip? Well, I want to do it in order here. This is called Pizza Plan. How much money do you think was spent on frozen pizza last year? Pizzagate. What? Frozen pizza. How big is the market? Billion dollars. One billion. That's just the pizza. I'm not talking enchiladas, blintzes, macaroni and cheese. Just pizza. <laughs> and then Bob's champagne. <laughs> What's a blintzes? I like that. Uh, that's a good. That's a good clipping, Dan. Thanks. Ended on the pop. Pop. <laughs> I'm not talking enchiladas, blintzes, macaroni and cheese, pizza. <laughs> and then he talks about Hawaiian pizza. Okay. Aren't you oh, desperate right. to get to New York? Well, yeah, of course I am. But it's just. Just what? Well, the pizza thing's really heating up. We're launching frozen Hawaiian next that month. That was a good Pineapple frozen pizza joke. First time it was a good time. <laughs> so he's talking about how he, they're going to launch frozen Hawaiian. Hawaiian pizza. It's coming up in another scene. Then they go bowling with Paul Giamatti. So they're like meeting up, you know, secretly. So they're yeah. all playing with each other and, and, and they're they're all playing with each other. <laughs> Paul Giamatti, they got the pizza. They're all. <laughs> Paul's dicks through the pizza. Now Julie Roberts comes with her tiny little waist. <laughs> Her bump and bosom <laughs> yeah. busting all over the place. <laughs> so uh, they're all at this bowling alley, um, and she's telling Paul what the secret is that they found out. And we'll save that. We'll, we'll get we'll get to that in yeah, a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they talk about pizza. So this gentleman here is. I know who he is. You do? Even with the hat? <laughs> She's a trained professional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see. Definitely. I like how earlier I said the writing was good. And uh, would you, you know what? We got beers. Yeah. <laughs> would you care for something? The She's clips reveal the starving. Well, yeah. how? Oh, here we go. I should uh, feed you. Let's, uh, I'd love some pizza. Do you think they have pizza? I'll just bet that they do. Yeah. Or even frozen pizza. Okay. I don't think so. Why don't you go take a look, see? You'd smell it if they did. I don't give a damn if you have to go to Sicily. Get the lady some pizza. Okay. And then this is the last pizza clip I have here. But then there's this, and I really, I, I'm not going to hype this clip up too much, but I really like this clip. They're going to a team lunch, okay. and they're about to eat something. You guessed it. Pizza. pizza. Where the hell you been? I thought I picked up a towel leaving a bowling alley. Hey, I've been trying to call you, man. Where's that cell phone? Yeah, my battery kicks. Where are you going? You want to get some pizza? So do you want anything? No, I'm good. All right. Cool. <laughs> he nods, does fast not based. want fast pizza. Fast-based. Very fast-based. a pizza. Based. You want anything? Nope, I'm good. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love uh, it, but we gotta speed up the scene. Can you just make it a little bit faster? Yeah. Can you guys just like pick up the pace a little bit? Cell phone. Yeah, my battery kicks. Where are you going? You want to get some pizza? So do you want anything? No, I'm good. All right, cool. <laughs> Imagine uh, if you talk to people that fast in your life. Anyway, so Aaron Sorkin wrote this movie. <laughs> I just wanted to share that I thought this movie was gonna be all about frozen pizza, and it <laughs> yeah. wasn't. And I'm goddamn disappointed. Oh god. Should we get to the next point? Okay. So. Claire provides intelligence to Dick. Dick Garcic, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> who plots to steal whatever the other bank has in development. This involves Clive Owen seducing a woman and wrecking a professional career. Oh, yeah, so because 
He like that so, was pretty good. I I did like that scene. I hate it when I don't like spies. Okay, I don't like it when spies. I got excited when I realized there's a heist movie with spies. Okay, I mean I like spies in concept, but I hate seeing the repercussions they have on the lives of ordinary women. Stop they, taking advantage of these women to seduce them, have sex with them, and then get them in trouble so you can steal documents. <laughs> How about we not do that, you know? They did in Ocean's Eleven, too. They made Matt Damon a little nerdy guy, too. I know, but let these women be. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's sad. This woman's professional career is wrecked because this guy wanted to steal some secrets about not pizza. And Julia Roberts was so rude to her in I that know. scene. She was so mean. Yeah. Because she She's likes crying. Clive Owen, yeah. and and she was jealous that Clive Owen put his big swinging dick in her, in, in you know in her body. <laughs> yeah, Clive Owen really was swinging that dick around. Sorry, he wrecks his woman's professional career. He visits a casino in the Bahamas. Julia Roberts gains enough trust to learn that they have found a cure. This big secret, okay? We're good doing the reveal now. We're doing the reveal now. Let's bring it out. Ready? The cure for baldness. A shampoo that cures baldness. The Which big sounds re- like that's an amazing product. I was underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed as well, but when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, that would sell like like hotcakes. It would sell. Okay, so I have a couple questions about all of this. When they were talking about this big secret that this bank has to revolutionize the world, I was like, what is a bank making that could revolutionize the world? Well, there's an acquisition company. Oh yeah, oh. they're just like they have a lot of money. They're acquiring a bunch of businesses. Okay, that I think makes, it's like an investment. It's an sense. investment company. Because I thought these were banks, and I was like, "What could a bank even do?" No, I know. I thought they were banks at first too. And then, then they reveal that it's a shampoo to cure baldness. And while that is cool, they talk about it. They talk about it like in this way where it's like, like they're curing a, cancer. Let me let me tell you how it's revealed to the audience here. The hyperbole is strong with this one. A cure for baldness. Burkett and Randall wash and grow shampoo, enriched with activated partisanol. Yeah, that, that's like... It's huge. Huge, it's beyond huge. It makes huge look bloody microscopic. We need the audience to know that it's huge. Do you have any idea what this is worth? I mean, hair. To grow hair, to own that, that's the all-time holy grail. No wonder they've been so crazy. Is it? Is it the all-time holy grail? grail. Anti-balding shampoo. I don't disagree with him, but at the same time, it is underwhelming. That's just like this. It's been like hyped up the entire movie, and then it's just a cure for baldness. It's. (laughs) I was a little confused. Not gonna lie. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so so that happens. We we get that review. That did happen. So, Clive and Julia steal a copy of the recipe. To sell to a foreign the, like, third party. The chemical in the shampoo. The chemical, like yeah. like whatever, like the... the science. The, it, it, it's a one-page document that has a molecule on it. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're going to sell it for like $35 million, okay? And Paul Giamatti at the same time were intercut, and it's so exciting. Though. They're doing a, he's doing a big speech to his shareholders because he also has the, res- uh, the, the recipe now or whatever, the, the molecule. He, he sees the atom, and... Um, he, he has the cure, so he, he's going to be rich. The shareholders are going to be rich. You know, it's the holy grail of, I don't know, of, of shampoo. I guess. Um, yeah. But then, oh, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Ho, hold on. There's a twist. Do you want to reveal what the big ending twist is to this movie? It wasn't real. Shut the front 
door, motherfucker. They don't have a cure for baldness. You're all staying bald. <laughs> your hair's going no matter what, motherfucker. Bye-bye to your youth. You ain't getting it back. Eat shit, lose hair, dipshits. Yeah, it's not real. It's a hoodwink. They all got played. They thought they were getting hoodwinked, but they were getting hoodwinked back. It's a four cross. It's a, it is four cross. It's a four cross. Fourth cross. It's a fourth cross. Yeah, so Clive Owen and Julia had their room bugged from the beginning. Which is such, like, heist movie bullshit. Yeah, like, how does that work? How do you even know that they're... And this is the second time that I, that Paul's been a part of a, a, a third act twist. What was the other one? Uh, the Alchemist. The Alchemist? The Alchemist, yeah. Did we watch that movie? Yeah, Paul plays the inspector. Edward Norton The plays Illusionist. The Al- Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. There is a big third act twist. That, I mean, that movie's great. It has the iconic Paul spinning around with his mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 I'm putting the clues together in my mind. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Somebody should fire me from being inspector. She Ooh. was alive the whole time. It was love inspector. that saved the magician. <laughs> but wait, didn't he do some ghost shit? <laughs> it was mirrors. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was a bullshit ending. Yeah. And then they don't they're, have any money. But they're money. already in Switzerland. They're about oh, to... shit. Yeah, sorry. They're about to sell the product. And then this, the Swiss people had the foresight... Like the scientists to, like, to like look it at it. Out. And yeah. they're like, this is just cream. Just cream. This is nothing. It's cream. You would have think... And so like, they're stuck in Switzerland. If they were putting together a team of intelligence people to steal this secret, you probably could have hired one scientist. Yeah. But also on both teams, there was like other like yeah, minor yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. They were in on it the whole they time. They were in on it because what it was was yeah. What was was it? What was it? What was was what was was is was. Yeah. Uh huh. What was it? What what was from a Midsummer's Night Dream? <laughs> um, it was Burkett and Randall the whole time. God they were damn. just they were giving them a fake thing to bait the counterintelligence people. To then put it out. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. It was was fake bait so that they would say that they have a cure so that it would damage their reputation. Yes. Yes. Do you want some clips? Egg on Paul's face. Big, uh, big no-no. Uh-oh. Here's a clip called, um, (laughs) this is another kind of food clip. This is a clip called Ben Franklin Potato Salad Pavilion. Okay, I can't wait. So how long were you going to keep me waiting? Excuse me? Oh, I know. I'm dying over there. Where? There, by the uh, Ben Franklin Potato Salad Pavilion. I'm sorry, are we supposed to know each other? Definitely. I mean, we're supposed to. We don't, but we should. So what part? What part of the movie is that from? It's from the opening scene where they're they're at an Independence oh, Day party in okay. Dubai. Yeah. Where they for their meet cute is by the Ben Franklin Potato Salad Pavilion, <laughs> which is an incredible and an, why is an that in Dubai? Name. I've got no idea. <laughs> but what an incredible name. That that uh, deserves an award. Yeah. Um, this is a clip called Oh, this is actually when we first meet Paul. This is kind of helpful to understand his character. And this clip is kind of ridiculous. Looking back, I I overlooked or maybe didn't hear what this clip was saying. Because it explains that they're in the business of a lot of like creams and lotions and toothpaste. Like they're in like Oh, I didn't health know this products. Thing. I know. 
So when the reveal happens later, it makes more sense looking back yeah, at this clip. I totally missed that. There's a lot. There's too much dialogue in this movie. <laughs> too many words, in my opinion. <laughs> too many words. How about words. we cut some of those down? Uh, this is a clip called Cancel. Dick, it's just that you have a very busy schedule today. Yeah, well, something's come up. There's the dandruff shampoo marketing presentation at 3. Cancel. Oh, They're in yeah, the I didn't notice this. Make it tomorrow. The nail polish R&D group from Germany is at 3.45. Reschedule. You've got a premium diaper teleconference at 4.15. Type it. Uh, the nasal decongestant rebranding numbers are in. They wanted 15 minutes. Cancel. And the toothpaste. And the car wax dinner. Cancel it all. <laughs> What an incredible list of stuff. Whoever was doing the detail, like the, like, it sounds like they had a lot of fun writing the details of this movie. Yeah. I don't know. The dialogue is not good in this movie. I said writing was good. Yeah. I like the structure of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the writing's not actually good. It's not, it's not perfect. It's not good. It's not perfect. Um, here's a couple more clips to satisfy our wet palettes. This is a clip called uh, Cream or Lotion. Now, are you sure this is a cream or was it a lotion? Because uh, a lot of people confuse the two. I don't know. Well, for Christ's sake, Duke, let's have that. Let's have that. I mean, if if, if there is even a chance that this guy is Tully's secret weapon, we're going to need a hell of a lot more than this goddamn grade point average. you got to get me this cream. Show me the cream, Dick. Show me the cream, Dick. <laughs> Show me the cream, Dick. <laughs> Also, what do you think is the difference between a cream and a lotion? I got no idea. Cream's, they, th cream's thicker than lotion? That's The what movie does not explain it. Well, that's the missing link. It tells you there's a difference very aggressively, but will not let What's you know what it is. No difference. Um, this is a clip called... Actually, this clip made me think of you. Uh, here we go. It's either about farts That's or my cover. Smoking. That's always been my cover. I'm a mess. I'm a horn dog. I'm a slug. That's my edge. I'm a mess. I'm a horn dog. I'm a slob. That's my edge. That's always been my thing. I'm a horn dog. Okay. Okay. I'm a horn dog. I'm just a fucking horny little beast. Yeah. Yeah. I am Clive Owen. That's no, what people always you say look, to me. You don't. Look they like always Clive say it. You might be as horny as Clive Owen. <laughs> but you I don't look have exactly this like Clive. You Owen. don't have the same swing and dick energy that Clive Owen brings to this movie, and you never will. You're right. I'm too cute. You're too cute. <laughs> and uh, this is a clip called Upside Down. There's only two ways to do it. Either you bring them flowers or you hang them by their heels out of the window. Now, maybe you're so used to having your legs in the air you don't realize it, but you're upside down, sister. I own you. Are you that suave? Are you that freaking cool? It also doesn't make a lot of sense. Does it have to if it, it sounds awesome? It did sound pretty fucking And awesome. you're upside down, And you're upside see. down, toots. Toots. <laughs> My Clive is really bad. You're upside down. You're upside down, tuts. Um, yeah, so that's that's those, those clips. all the clips. That was I mean, I have some I mean we have a clip of the big speech at the end here, but I don't it's really long. I don't know if we want to hear it. Oh, it's him talking about that he's got the cure for baldness. He is the cure for baldness. I mean we could play it and we could talk over it. Yeah, hit me. Okay, let's do it. Now, you know, everybody here who knows me can tell you that there are Three things that I really don't like. I don't like any kind of controversy. <laughs> Three things I don't like. Immigrants. <laughs> China. I can't stand being the center of attention. <laughs> and Iran developing nuclear power. Uh, but This podcast know, gets political. All, I think you all know how much I hate rushing into things. Oh, I was going to say Russia. Russia, me too. <laughs> 
Folks, these people are loving the it. Past few years, yeah, we can't get enough. Shareholders are the best comedy audience. Corporate humor. <laughs> has been working on something that we like to call Project Samson. Samson. Like Samson and Delilah, the hair. But you know what these scientists the are like, Bible. right? The Bible. They're all over me. They're like, please, God. Dick, <laughs> the movie got awards. Rastafarians. Dick, please, we haven't published our results yet. Dick. I say the hell with that. Dick, we haven't published the results yet. We should just clip that. Dick. I say the hell with hiding our light under a basket. I say, you know what, guys? I like this I'm song. I'm with my shareholders, yeah, and these people nice. have got a right to know the incredible future Check that we have got planned for this company. Folks, I'm here today to announce that we are in the final testing stages of a safe, over-the-counter, home-use shampoo product. How do they make that sound? A product. I don't know. I don't know what that, that is. Can restore I've always wondered what that is. Formerly dead hair follicles. How do they make that Ladies sound? Ladies and gentlemen, deep, like, shareholders. The deep yes. strumming sound. How do they make that sound? Is in the home stretch on a cure for boldness. Hell yeah! Everybody get up! Everybody! They're still chanting. That yeah. applause goes on for like 45 seconds straight. They, they're so bald. They're the applause, all bald. The applause Paul deserves. Anyway, that's the movie, though. So, um, Sam, yeah. how would you rate this movie, and how would you rate Paul? Mm, I liked it more before we started analyzing it. <laughs> As is the case often. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Okay, 6 out of 10. I, I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. Just because I want to one-up you. <laughs> Fair. Um, it was fine. I thought it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Truly, I, I think this movie just won Canadian Netflix. Um, and if and they went on to Canadian Netflix, it was recently oh. added to Canadian. I thought Netflix. you said. I thought you said this movie just wanted Canadian Netflix. It wanted. It, it just. It was just. That's why they made it just to go on Canadian Netflix. <laughs> this two hander with Julia Roberts and Clive <laughs> Owen put on Canadian Netflix. This two hander. <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, it's on Canadian Netflix. If you're high, check it out. But Sam won't be, so he'll never I don't watch, watch it again. It. No. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's it for uh, Duplicity. Um, but we do it's have... It's called Duplicity because they're double-crossing. They're fourth-crossing. <laughs> We're peaking this episode, <laughs> and it's okay. Uh, we do have some listener mail. Fourth-crossing is another name for an orgy. <laughs> fourth-crossing swords. Yeah. Uh, we do have some listener mail, Sam. Okay. And I think it warrants a discussion. It's from our great... Well, I'll tell you who it's from in just a second. God damn it. Oh, you needed a bumper. You love your bumper. I wanted a bumper. Here we go. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a... Did we make that? No, we stole that from... We stole that from YouTube. Oh, okay. We didn't make any of the the themes other than our... 
theme song, which we we didn't make it. Garrett Lejoie. Garrett Lejoie made it. Um, this is from Peter Bushman, our uh, wonderful uh, podcast listener. Uh, he's written in before, but this is Giamatti 2020, another fan letter. And, and Peter, don't be a stranger. We yeah. don't want to see another subject line that says Giamatti 2021, you know? Let's do Giamatti You're 2020 right. and a half. Yeah. 2020 second quarter. <laughs> As uh, Dick I'm a Rickson, business guy. Dick you know? Gar- Garsick would say, you know, second quarter. Okay, well, hello, Dan and Sam. <laughs> praise be to Jamadi. Hey, praise be. Praise be. Praise be. This is Peter Bushman writing in again. I guess I fully committed to the bit of doxing myself with my real ass name every time I write into the show, but what the hell? Fuck um, it. Adam Snyder, Peter Bushman, Garrett Lejoie. Yeah. We're putting all the names out. At least you didn't write all of the context of where you go to university like yeah. Adam Snyder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're a little bit safer. Um, but if a, if another listener wants to dox send him. Send us your address. <laughs> yeah. Peter, send us your address. Other listeners, find him on Facebook yeah. or Instagram and send him uh, send us his address. Yeah. If it's a letter addressed to us, we'll read it all online. <laughs> 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 we'll read it all. Um, I spent the last few months playing through Hideo Kojima's newest interactive delight, Death Stranding. Have you heard of this, Sam? You're a video game I've guy. I've heard of that game. Yeah, okay. Uh, while it's video Divisive. Game, and you know, oh, really? And you know, I'm a video game guy. I love Balloons TV6. This is so fitting. <laughs> now you can't cut our balloon discussion. And Fruit Ninja. <laughs> I love Fruit Ninja. Peter, Peter Bushman. Peter Bushman writes, while his video games have all uh, have been uh, have always been known for their weird gameplay mechanics and bizarre sense of humor, his newest game adds to the absurdity of every single character being a motion captured celebrity. What? Yeah, Guillermo del Toro's in it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so, oh, he mentions that. While central figures like Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen gave strong emotional performances, more minor characters are much stranger. From getting bad touched by Guillermo del Toro in the shower to having to listen to Conan O'Brien deliver a stand-up routine about the joy of cosplay. What? what? The Conan game O'Brien. milks its celebrity motion captures for maximum weirdness. This is amazing. This begs the obvious question. If Paul Giamatti were to star in a motion-captured AAA video game, Triple A video game. What would it be like? It doesn't have to be a package simulator like Death Stranding, however. uh, Sorry, Death Stranding. For example, I think he could be great in a gritty reboot of Leisure Suit Larry. You could control Paul as he walks around a seedy red light district, and you could even have a quick time have quick time events uh, where he has sweaty, disappointing sex. That would be amazing. That'd Let's be, be honest here. That that sounds like it yeah. should be a thing already. He could masturbate. He could play with his chickpea soul. <laughs> Just flick that chickpea soul. <laughs> um, I was going to end my letter here, but I made a discovery. Paul Giamatti. Is this news? He made a discovery. Is this news? Well, Paul is in. He does voice some characters in video games. Paul Giamatti has started in a video game before. Yeah. He made an appearance in the... You, in, in the Ratchet 1996, Clank, right? No, this is a different one. Oh. He was in the movie of Ratchet and oh, Clank. Oh, right, yeah. He made an appearance in the 1996 FMV game, Ripper. It's a murder mystery where Christopher Walken has to... What is with these video games and celebrities? This yeah. is incredible. If I knew video games had all these celebrities in it, I'd be playing them from day one. I didn't know this was another revenue stream for famous people. Murder mystery where Christopher Walken has to hunt down a serial killer. Maybe the killer is Paul. Who knows? Anyway, since this game is basically an interactive movie, are you guys going to cover on the pod... You're goddamn right we are. A 1996 FMV? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. We might have to. Add it to the list. We're going to This is how we maybe this is how we make money. Twitch. <laughs> all right guys, we're hold, playing. Hold on. He says we're best, playing all the games Paul's oh, ever been in. Sorry, I thought you were wrapping up. You're just doing a bit. Um best wishes with a Z, Peter Bushman. Aw. 21 
Lucas Drive Street. <laughs> Lucas Drive, Minnesota. Minnesota. I don't know where Peter Bushman is from, but again, if you can find out, email the podcast and we'll dox him here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We love Peter find Bushman. Find out his parents' names. <laughs> Their what's last name's <laughs> Bushman. There can't be many. That's true. What's his? Uh, what's the American thing? A SIN number? No. Social Social uh, Security? Zip code. Zip, zip code? <laughs> 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 P.O. Box. Find out Peter Bushman's P.O. Box on the next episode of Giamatti, Giamatti, Giamatti. <laughs> Thank you, Peter, for writing in. We always love Thank hearing you. from you. But let's talk about this video game thing. What what video game would you like to see Paul in? What video game would I like to see yeah, Paul or in? Yeah, like, how, how would you like to see Paul in a I video game? I want to see him in The Witcher. Uh, please take this seriously because I don't know anything about video games. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for his face to be a block on 2048. <laughs> I want to see him in Minecraft. <laughs> Can he be a a creeper? <laughs> I don't know, man. You know. I'm, I'm out of the loop. You know. Okay, you know I play Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> it's relaxing. Paul, what if Paul Giamatti was the newest Star Fox? <laughs> That's literally the, the end of my knowledge. That's it. I need you to bring something good to the table. He is Italian. He could be Mario. What if he made a, Mario, a new Mario movie? They made one. They made one before. Actually, Paul Giamatti might be really good in that movie. He could be a great Mario. Mario. He could do it, and it'd be fun for him. He could have an outfit, some accents. You know who I think would have been really great as what about Mario? Like a, what like about a, a Logan Mario? version of Mario? You know who would have been great as Mario? Joe Pesci. Yeah, he would have been. Right. He would have been. And now I mean, he's out of the game, though. That's not Paul, though. No. Paul starring as a gritty, aged Mario. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a movie again. What's about a video game? What's a video what's a video game? I don't know. I only think in movies. I only think in movies. Um what what video games have I played? Spore? Sp- <laughs> Neopets? What was that one where you could uh buy the stuffed animals? Wonder pets? Web Webkins. Webkins. I would love to see him in Webkins taking care of a house of rabbits. I remember playing Webkins. I remember uh making all the recipes in Webkins. I Webkins was shit. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um Peter Bushman I'm sorry, but I don't know. I really, I mean, truly, I think you came up with the best idea of all. If there was a game where he could be in the red light district and we could watch him have gr- grimy, sweaty sex, yeah, um, I think that would be incredible. I mean, honestly. I want to see Geralt of Rivia just give it to him. Who's that? He's from The Witcher. Oh, okay, nice. He's The Witcher. Oh, he's The Witcher. Yeah. I want to see Henry Cavill dick him down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But honestly, like, if we needed to, why don't we just do it like a simulator where you have sex with Paul Giamatti? I'll have sex with him. But like a like you know the flight simulator game? Oh. It's just like you're you're a woman All and right. you have sex and with Paul thrust, Giamatti. Thrust, thrust. And then we already have the clips. Oh, here we go. Here we go, girl. Yes, yes, here the girl. Oh, you got to get this shit. So like that's my, good. Like we uncle, already have we already have the audio for that video game. That's perfect. Yeah. Reach out to us developers if you want to make this a reality my uncle had that flight simulator game oh yeah and um i remember one time we went over to his house and he was like yeah <laughs> i've learned how to fly 747 watch this i can make it fly from berlin to canada it you can do it in real time I'm like how long is that flight it's like a tw- it's like an eight-hour flight he's like one time i just left it on here and the plane ended up in germany your uncle sully sullenberger yeah <laughs> i'm like why why is this cool 
Oh, that's wild. Um, yeah. Okay, guys, let's get out of here. This has been enough for this episode. Uh, thank you for the listener mail, Peter. If anybody else wants to email us, you can email us at emailgiamati at gmail.com. We look forward to anything you have to send us. Um, we're always excited to hear from our fans and um, co-Paul lovers. Our Paul heads. Co-lovers of Paul. Co-lovers of Paul. Sam. Where can they find us? Oh, fuck. You can find us at Giamatti Podcast on Instagram and Twitter or Facebook. Uh, wait, are we, do we still got the Facebook going? No. no. Just Instagram. Hey, just Instagram, Instagram and, and Twitter. Twitter a little bit. Twitter. Instagram is the best at place Giamatti to look Podcast, at Email Giamatti at gmail.com. Yeah. And that's about it, folks. And you hit us up on Anchor and Spotify. You can find us everywhere if you yeah. want to listen to our nice, sultry voices. The best thing you could do right now, I think, is to share the podcast with a friend. Let people know about yeah. the podcast. And Put on your Insta story if you don't want a low barrier of entry. Yeah, that, that, that would be really wonderful because, honestly, um, we hit a high a couple months ago, and then we took a break, and now uh, our listeners are down. It's never been the same. It's never been the same since we took that break. Um, at least we still have super fans like my girlfriend, Peter Bushman. My girlfriend. <laughs> Sam's girlfriend. Potentially a, a, a man, Amanda... Bynes? Amanda Bynes. Um, that's it. No, no, no. There's more people. We have a little community here. We like it. However, share the podcast. Let's make this community grow a little bit bigger. Yeah, put some money in our pockets. Paul, <laughs> we definitely make no money, but Paul Giamatti has a big heart, and let's all climb inside that cardiovascular shell. Guys, if you want um, if you want to put some money in my pockets, I have a premium Snapchat. <laughs> um, it's at sexy, sexy little boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> but yeah thanks guys this has been great yeah no this is thanks for fun. coming back episode 51 next episode we're li- oh, we're good. watching yeah. the movie the last station 2009 as well yeah right before and then the movie after that is barney's version which i'm very excited for i am excited as well yeah uh, paul will play a character called Chertkov. Chertkov in the last station folks oh. we're th- Seems like it's going to be a Russian movie. Seems like there's going to be a train in it. Could there be another Russian hat? Oh, the last stage. Yeah, that makes sense. A train. Yes. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Blessed be the Jamadi. Praise, Praise be. be. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone.